Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Love that sound. This is a good one. Welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast, the Waterfall Wednesday edition. Uh, I'm Nick Johnson, and uh, we got Dale Luganville with us here today. What's up, buddy? Not much. You want to talk about some uh, some Manitoba? Yeah, we'll do a couple updates. Updates on that, and then there was a, a follow-up article about some uh, hunter, I don't know what you call it, hunter, landowner, slash, uh, the word is escaping me right now. Viral video of a man going absolutely fucking <laughs> insane. Property <laughs> dispute, permission dispute, something, yeah, something like that, but... Uh, yeah, which it did have like uh, something kind of interesting in the end that we were kind of just looking at together. But um, let's talk about our brand new uh, permanent sponsor of the podcast for a moment. Oh. <laughs> I think the generosity warrants this. That's going to be Oak Hammock Outfitters. Bob up there uh, it just absolutely made the trip come together as he has. Many times in the past, I uh, can't give a shout out and thank you big, big enough for the guy, honestly, to repay all the, the generosity and, and help he has given me through the years on harvesting birds in Manitoba. Um, okay, I'm a Outfitters. Uh, he never asked me. I don't even think he knows I have a podcast, to be quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> but he now sponsors it. <laughs> you know, there's just some people out there that like, they're like rooting for you to win, you know? Yeah, for sure. 
that's Bob. Bob is like rooting for people to win and he goes above and beyond the call of duty. And, um, he just helped us out. Not, not only did he let us hunt some of his fields, but he was telling us like, you should stay here when we didn't have a hotel one night. Like everything was booked in Winnipeg. He's like, try the Canalta in Selkirk. Next thing you know, we're in the damn pool at the, the Canalta in oh, Selkirk. Nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it just, it really worked out well. Thanks to Bob. And um, I think the last time we talked, um, let's update the hunting end of things. Um, last time we talked, it was Tuesday, um, one week ago, Tuesday. And I had just eaten a club sandwich at the Oak Hammock Interpretive Center for lunch. And I was on the rooftop and I had seen four geese. Um and that four geese I saw around Oak Hammock brought my total number of geese I saw to about 25 in Manitoba at all. And then a blizzard came in. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, it was me and Carter Collins up there. And um, we were just completely snowed in on Wednesday. We made our way over to the Airbnb that we had rented from the Canalta. And... Um, we basically just rode it out all day Wednesday and the Airbnb that we had was pretty close to the red river, but like a frozen section of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I didn't expect any geese to be there, but there was like, there was a park nearby. And this is, would be like Thursday now, like on, even on, uh, on Wednesday during the blizzard, we saw like honkers flying around back and forth. Right up and down the river like we figured maybe they're cruising around looking for open water and then um thursday we saw some birds um actually land in the backyard of the airbnb and there was just like the smallest little patch of grass that had been windblown and uh it was actually just kind of incredible to see like these geese that would find literally it was literally like the size of a bathtub like just a knoll on a hill that had some grass in it and they flew there and they stayed there for like 12 hours on Thursday, like from eight o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock in the night, just sitting on this tiny patch of grass. And we ended up cruising up and down the river looking for more birds. And we found some. And uh, one one spot we found like about 150 geese was in a park. And you couldn't really tell it was a park because a blizzard had just happened, you know. <laughs> sure. But what they were doing was they were feeding up along the base of trees like where there was a like a gully of snow from like where the uh, wind was blowing so strong, right? It would actually leave a little bare spot at the base of a tree, like you know, like a random tree, like in a park. Yeah, you know how like they like line the pathways with you know a tree every thirty, forty feet. Mm -hmm. Well, each one of those trees would have just a tiny amount of basically old grass showing through from the bottom. And you could see that the honkers were feeding in the trees. And we went up there with binoculars and checked them for bands and stuff. And um, you could see their footprints walking from tree to tree to tree to tree, looking for open grass, looking to try to get some food. And it was actually just kind of quite incredible to um, witness, like, how much of a survivor animal they are in those conditions. That is nuts, dude. It is nuts. Like, I wouldn't expect them to be feeding at the base of trees yeah, or like or like a tiny little wind blown patch 
in somebody's backyard. And I was just, I was like, all right, well, I didn't expect any geese to be like along this section of river, but it's because it's frozen. We actually did find one tiny little open patch of water, like the size of a swimming pool with like a hundred or about 90 geese in it. And so um, there was just the smallest amount of habitat that these birds could be using and they were utilizing it fully, which was crazy to see. So you had to hunt them out of tree stands, like you're, yeah, yeah, like you're deer hunting. Yeah. <laughs> well, even so, so now it's Thursday. We got till Monday, and it's like, okay, there are some geese here, and um, let's see if they go do anything. And they didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we had scouted Tuesday, like seven hours each, me and Carter, before the storm hit. And um, I found a field with like, eight geese on it it's right outside of winnipeg literally eight geese and i was like this is all we have and uh i guess i'm gonna go ask permission and i asked permission and the guy said uh yeah you guys can go ahead and hunt out there but um you're gonna have to be quick because this rural municipality does not allow hunting because i was so close to winnipeg (laughs) there was no shooting in this cornfield and i was like god dang it (laughs) You gotta be quick. <laughs> I like his. Yeah. I like his style. He's like, yeah, you can, yeah. but uh, just a heads up, get in, get out, <laughs> get in and get out. He's, he even was like, you know, with the blizzard going on tomorrow, I bet you get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. All right, well, probably not going to. But he did also said, like, I got another cornfield. It's in an area that you can shoot. You guys can go hunt and head and hunt there. So I drove over there and looked at that cornfield. I mean, obviously, I found eight geese today, you know, like right. in a cornfield. Right. Like I found eight huntable geese. Obviously, this other one doesn't have any geese in it. But I'm like, we have a place to put out goose decoys now. You know Oh. You drop it? You drop my phone. Yeah, we're all right. We're good. We're good. So we actually have a place to hunt now. It is looking bad. Like, it's not looking good. So that would have been uh, Tuesday that happened. Wednesday we were grounded. Thursday, I believe Bob told us to go check out. I called Bob. I was like, I got a cornfield we can hunt. He goes, that cornfield's leased by this other outfitter. I was like, all right. He goes, but you guys can go ahead and hunt in my pit if you want. I was like, well. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that makes so much more pit. sense. Dude, it's like a three-quarter mile walk to his pit because we do not have a snowmobile like or uh, anything else. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing we can do to get out there. Right. And um, anyways, we just we ended up having a really good time. We hunted Bob's pit and uh, hunted it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and every single day more and more birds showed up and every single day we decoyed more birds and we checked more birds and um we all we got we even shot a few birds you know like um and carter got himself a stainless steel band oh nice yep so um out of one group we got one stainless steel band um, i mean it was really slow out there though you know until like sunday and then we were ripping at some geese and by ripping I mean, blasting an e-caller at them. That's nuts. I remember seeing your post about that. It's like, so that's so cool. So it's a conservation season. 
uh, much like the light goose conservation order. So they just, they're like rules off, huh? Yeah. Well, obviously it's Canada. You still got to use a plug, but um, yeah, you can use an electronic call. And I didn't even think of that somehow, you know, like I know I read it in the regulations when I first kind of was looking into it and I was like, oh, that's neat. But then it didn't register, you know, like you never think like, Oh, better pack my e-call for this honker trip. So I called well, uh, my buddy Jeff. Jeff and Cole, they came and hunted with me and Carter. Me and Carter got there early before the, the blizzard. Jeff and Cole didn't make it there till Thursday after the blizzard. And Jeff brought his e-call with. So we're sitting there like, how do you find honker sounds for an e-call, right? <laughs> right? Like, this is something none of us have looked for before ever. And so, like, the first day out in the pit, we've downloaded this soundboard off the app store that's called Goose Sounds. And it's got like eight seconds of honker calls on it. And so he's got his phone hooked up to the e-call and he's just hitting that button like every eight seconds. And we only saw like seven or eight flocks the first night. And then we're, we go back to the, the Airbnb and we're talking like, okay, maybe I can look up on eBird. eBird has actual audio that they've listed or that that's in there for Canada geese. Maybe we can just uh, screen record some of that and then um, uh, play that through the phone. Well, um, the problem with that is there's like red winged blackbirds and like right. mallards. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. It starts out with like Canada geese sample number seven. <laughs> you know, like some a guy says that like before the calls and then we were like, where are we going to find sounds? And I was like, Oh my God, the goose tech app. Like the goose, <laughs> the goose, the app that I helped develop has live goose sounds like that. My app has a feature where you can record yourself and then play it back and listen to me playing the call, like on an actual goose call and then listen to actual live geese doing like different sounds. You know what I mean? That's pretty I cool. Like, oh. I was going to say, who needs an e-caller when you have a Nick J signature series call? <laughs> and the Goose Tech app. I mean, that's as good as that's as good as any e-caller. So the Goose Tech app has a loop feature. So like we went into um, we went into sounds double cluck, and I think that's like a thirty second long sequence where you listen to geese double clucking, and then you can just put it on loop. And man, we just let that thing roll all day, and it is insanity how hmm. good it works. Wow! No wonder it is illegal. <laughs> Like, no wonder. I have never felt, like, more inadequate of a goose caller in my life than, like, seeing how birds react to an electronic call is, like, is that how it would work if I was actually good at calling? Because, like, I get geese to be like, yeah, that's uh, I'm going to go check that out. The electronic call gets geese to turn all at once. And immediately fall out of the sky. It's awesome. <laughs> did you did you do any experimenting? Like, okay, we're gonna mouth call at these and see if they act different, or you were just actually, like, yeah. actually, yes. Like, and we had the electronic, we had the speakers kind of set out, and they weren't super loud. So, like, if a goose was like off to the side, or um, I'm kind of like guessing at this, but it did seem like if I were to just blow some clucks like straight at the birds and hit them with a, you know, some, some cluck moan, cluck moan, cluck moan, like that wasn't the electronic call. It did help like steer them towards the e-caller so they could, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
like we had the electric we had the e-call speakers like facing straight out but if a bird was coming from a different direction those e-callers are so directional right so is a goose call a goose call is really directional too so um i almost didn't want to like why would i blow my goose call when i got this electronic call but uh like i was just worried like i bet they can't hear it since the speaker's not facing right at them and i'd hit them with my goose call and then so yeah it seemed like having a goose call and the electronic calls actually worked out great together. Hmm. And uh, so th- I, I guess that's like a really good, you know, feature with the Goose Tech app. If the Goose Tech app does not make you a better goose caller, it can sure make, it can sure as hell make you a better criminal. <laughs> <laughs> or you, or you're already set up uh, for uh, when you go up. And hunt the spring conservation order next year. Oh yeah, and we only had a plug. Jeff did. Jeff is the only one with an Android up there, so we he has this USB C connector it to his e call. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh well, the, oh Goose Tech would be perfect. And uh, I was like, oh man, but it's twenty bucks. And he's like, dude, twenty bucks? I'm buying that immediately right now, because um, then we can just stop looking for these sounds, and this is perfect. Freaking droid users. Android users, yeah, come on, grow, <laughs> grow up, get a real phone. They probably drink Bud Light. Anyways, um, that's pretty cool, and one band, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, and uh, I would do it again. Um, the definitely the problem with that season is how um, hit or miss it's going to be. You know, well, we do have to keep in mind that this year i think is kind of an aberration as far as weather is concerned you know this is right, right. you know you look at the snow goose thing it, like they're a full month behind like a literally a full month behind schedule it is bonkers right so i don't know if this year is a great test for that i think you know on a normal year whatever that might be an average year it might just be one of the things you got to kind of watch the weather you know if it looks like it's if it's similar to this year, maybe uh, maybe don't risk it. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it, it just would make it a little bit like hard to plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. if something like that happened again, like, would I go back up there again? Like, yeah. I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like. And it was fun to shoot a goose in April. I I even got to shoot some geese. Uh, like, I shot a three geese total while i was up there right i shot two of them with seven shot seven shot heavyweight pellets turkey loads i brought up there god did that just absolutely crush was it tss it's not tss it's a pellet that federal cartridge came out with and they called it heavyweight Hmm. it was like it was called, it was like heavyweight tungsten or something like that, but it was discontinued and they'd sell them in like boxes of five, you know, for like 40 bucks or whatever Jesus. it was, you know, like, but when it got discontinued, I found some at uh, like Roger Sporting Goods or somewhere. Um, I think I only paid a couple bucks around, maybe three, four, five bucks around, hmm. something like that. And I bought like 15 rounds of it. So I got to shoot some geese with that shot some geese with some heavy shot well heavy shot and heavyweight for the three birds i shot we cooked some geese you know we shot a couple of birds we cooked them up man it was it was a good time but would i do it again i mean probably (laughs) 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 
Yes, you will. Once it gets close, especially if the weather looks like it's going to be prime and the season's getting closer and closer, you're going to be like, yeah, I think I'm going to do that again. What's the daily limit? It's eight. Eight. Okay. So not, not, that the, that's the same. That's what it is in the fall, right? It is not that in the fall. Oh. In the fall, if you are a foreign resident and you go up there, it is five. Not oh. locals. Can, okay. The locals can shoot eight. Oh, that's where it gets confusing. And okay. if you want to go up there again, look up Oak Hammock Outfitters. Bob is going to help you get on some good hunts out there. And now you have to apply, right? You will have to apply. Bob's also at Game Fair. So if anybody, he's been going to Game Fair for forever. You've probably seen him there. But um, look for Oak Hammock Outfitters in Game Fair. Shoot him a message. Get with him. Um, can't be, I can't, I can't say it enough how freaking helpful and intelligent of a guy that guy is. And he knows exactly um, how to put people on birds. He's he's just good stuff, man. I'll have to go meet him up to introduce us, and uh, we can let him know that he's been a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, dude, that would be hilarious. <laughs> we, just hilarious. Wanted to, we just wanted to thank you for your sponsorship of the show. He's like, what show? Yeah, he's what are like, you talking what, about? What show? <laughs> this, is my, uh, this is Dale. He runs the podcast that you sponsor. He'd be like, okay, whatever. Okay, well, sounds good, guys, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be you outstanding. Guys oh, maybe we'll get a couple more, a couple more customers. But there used to be on the east side of Oak Hammock. Um, there used to be this lady. We called her ten. Her name was Tracy, and we called her ten dollar lady because she had like tons of fields, like uh, like at least a dozen quarter sections, basically that she had control of the hunting rights, and you could get on any of her fields for ten bucks per person per day. That's awesome. That. That was her going right. Well, she left. She moved to like British Columbia to do an apple orchard thing or a uh, or a winery something. Um, and I was talking to Bob. I was like, so who's going to what's what happened to all Tracy's fields? Because Tracy herself made it just an awesome opportunity for freelancers to go up there and hunt the Okamic birds. Right. Mm hmm. And Bob's like, I have all of that now. I oh, was like, nice. Good God, Bob. <laughs> and so he's like, I can't, there's no way I can run all the hunters that I need to on, uh, there's no way I can run all the hunters. He's like, it's nice when freelancers are around because it actually bumps birds off of feeds. So there's so many feeds going on around the oak hammock. Bob likes it when other people are there. So he's talking about doing a daily rate too. Now, I don't think he's going to do 10 bucks like Tracy did. But I think if for freelance, even if you're freelancing, like um, there's still going to be good opportunities to get on fields that you can hunt for a very affordable daily rate per person. That's pretty awesome, actually. That's like super awesome. Right. So, I mean, like if you're looking for a guy that's going to either put you on birds, you drive up there in a car and he's got all the equipment and the guides and you don't have to do nothing. Or you're looking to bring up your trailer and uh, hunt seeds and get on property like just yeah bob's the man he'll give you a discounted rate just mentioned full scale at the time of purchase <laughs> yeah so you heard about him on the full scale outdoors podcast confuse the hell out of him <laughs> <laughs> outstanding hey can we get that full scale discount i'm like what in the fuck are you talking about well let's touch on the um let's touch on the conclusion of this uh super viral video that came out last year <laughs> 
from some kids hunting in North Dakota. Yeah, so we'll set up the – so there was a couple of viral videos, right? You got this one, and then you got the other one where the guy, you know, disked up all the snow goose decoys. That's not this one. We're talking about the one where these guys had an A-frame set up on this field edge, and this dude comes out on a side-by-side just raising holy hell. Yeah, this guy absolutely loses his freaking mind. And uh, the, the video was uh, crazy. It was just absolute insanity to see somebody go that ballistic. Well, uh, you just sent me an article from the Grand Forks Herald, and we were reading through it. It sounds like that guy pled guilty to hunter harassment and got a fine of some magnitude. Yeah, and, like, I can't remember now. Did he call the DNR or did they call the DNR? I don't know. So he has to pay $675 in fines and costs. <laughs> That's so awesome because I think what makes this story so great is that I'm pretty sure he called because he was like, I want every one of them ticketed. I want every single one of them. Like he was just, he had convinced himself that they were all getting tickets. And he also tried bribing him. He's like, basically, he's like, that's right. He did call him. He's like, I'll, if you all give me 50 bucks right now, I won't call him or whatever the, the, the thing was. He was like trying to extort money out of him. Right. And, it does also say, though, however, um, that one of the hunters, Dustin Wolf of West Fargo, pleaded guilty to criminal trespass, a Class B misdemeanor, in late December and was ordered to pay $250 in fines and court costs, court records show. Which we don't, that's the only thing that it mentions about that. So there must have been some, uh, there must have been some mess up on the part of this Dustin Wolf guy of West Fargo. Yeah, I wonder if his like truck was Found parked on the wrong up. field edge or something, like, or he wandered over, or stepped. You know what I mean? Like, literally stepped yeah. across the line, he, took a piss on it or something. Like, yeah. And obviously, what we're talking about is pure speculation because this is the only paragraph I have that says anything about that. And obviously, the video was edited to show none of that, right? Well, I'm sure, but I mean, it, it, if only one of them, and there was like what six guys, six eight guys, or whatever it was, so. How does only one of them get a criminal trespass? Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Because if if they were set up over the line or whatever, they all would have got it. It wouldn't have just been one guy. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's what I mean. I'm wondering, like, did he take the wrong path? I'm actually walk. What, did he have like foot? You know, I, who knows? Like I said, it's just all speculation. The uh, um, modern day journalism leaves a lot to be desired. Doesn't really fill in that spot. Was that? <laughs> I like the picture though on this Grand Forks Herald article. They've got like a perfect like screen grab of that guy with his mouth completely oh, wide open, screaming. his eyes yeah. bugged out. <laughs> it's just like it's such a karma thing because he was just so confident that they're just all the bullshit that he was doing. And, you know, yelling at him and then trying to extort money out of him. And he just was – and then when he started talking to him, you could see his, like – he's like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm in trouble? <laughs> he's like, what? What do you mean? I'm, I'm – wait, I'm in trouble? <laughs> uh, and it's just – his story was just bullshit, too, because I remember he was going on about it. He's like, you didn't come and ask me. And the, and the kid was like – whether this is true or not, but the kid was like – we circled this field like five times and we never saw you. And, you know, we, we asked everybody else around you, why wouldn't we have asked you? And Bob, this, he's like, all you had to do was come talk to me. We could have hunted together, but oh no. And he's like, oh my God. Just, 
I can't believe people get this worked up about a hunt. Like, yeah, and there's got to be like other like stuff going on in their life to where they just absolutely have that fucking psychotic break that somebody you know, whether it's on private land or public land, like it, it just happens out there, you know, like people go ape shit over like like it's the only their one and only hunt of the year and maybe it is well that guy lives there that guy farms that so that shouldn't be the case but he's like he's like yeah the, exactly. he's like the one landowner of that up there that actually hunts his own property <laughs> i don't know if fishing has that as well like oh it does i would say the the equivalent a of it. a bunch of guys screaming at each other on public land. Yeah, I would say the equivalent of that scenario happens, and it seems to happen more. You think it would happen less as, like, videos get out and people are made aware of what the actual rules are. But you get a lot of these, like, marinas that think they own all the water around their docks. And, you know, docks are a great cover for bass. So bass fishermen go up there to fish the docks all the time. And these guys will come out... Uh, Everything all the way up into, you know, physical violence, shooting guns, ramming their boat with another boat. Like, it's it's bonkers. And they're like, you're trespassing. And, of course, the guy in the boat's like, no, I'm not. This is public water. You don't own the water. And that just, like, happens every year somewhere. And the, those videos go viral, too. So it's just resource guarding, I guess, if I were to play amateur psychologist, you know. They're just being an asshole. Yeah, I mean, they probably are an asshole in all sorts of other walks of life because most people I know don't fall in that category, even if somebody else is in the wrong, are usually like, hey, bro, like, this is my property. Or, hey, could you not bang your jig off my pontoon? Or could you not drive in my field? Or, you know, like, most people don't just come completely unglued. Right. Well... At least the North Dakota story had a happy ending. I am looking forward to finding out uh, about the uh, Arkansas. Yeah, which the probably Arkansas. won't. Yeah, which probably won't happen for months, right? Because this, the the one in North Dakota, Grand Forks, that happened in last fall. We didn't get that update till just now. So I'm guessing the court systems will get around to it in midsummer sometime, maybe. Hold on, hold on. I just googled it, and there's a. There's a field and stream. Oh, is it an article? That would be great. Oh, there's, there's a update, Facebook actually. page. After a lease dispute between a farmer, dot, 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 Facebook. Hmm. Let me look it up. Open in Facebook. Damn it. It doesn't link right to it. It just links to field and stream. Oh, I got to sign up. Farmer destroys <laughs> snow goose spread on TikTok. Pay your lease, Snow Goose Hunters on Refuge Forms. Uh, let's see. Oh, damn. No, no, yeah. nothing in the nothing in the news I yet. But say, I was going to say, I was eagerly awaiting it. Yeah, I would think that would get shared a bunch if it if it were to be the case. I'm sure it'll make the rounds again on Facebook and TikTok and all the others. But that one yeah, will be that right. one will be interesting just because of the the amount of money, the property damage. You know, like, how is that going to get sorted out? Yeah. Because if, if they didn't pay the lease, they didn't pay the lease. That's the thing. But does that mean if I left a car there, you get to trash the car? Like, I'm not sure that's the case. I'm not, Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that's all we did. We discussed that, too. Like, when uh, 
when we first brought it up. So I would be, I'll definitely be interested in seeing what happens with that. Because well, there might be there might be a legal suit. There might be a civil suit. So legally, they might not have a, uh, any ground to stand on, but civilly, they might be able to sue the guy for lost property. You know what I mean? If that makes right. sense. They may yes. have not, there may not have been any laws broken. However, they did destroy property. So that might, who knows? We'll see how that shakes out. That one is going to be interesting. Uh, should we go? Should we? Should we wrap it up? Talk about our sponsors again? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, of course, we got Okamic Outfitters now our permanent sponsor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as well as. <laughs> We've got the Goose Tech app, the number one Canada Goose e-calling system <laughs> in the world. The best Canada, and you know what? If you're too pussy to be a criminal out there, it'll actually teach you how to be a better goose caller too. If you want to use one of those fucking classic wind instruments, and if you want one of them classic wing instruments, if you want a classic wind instrument goose call because you don't want to be a criminal out there. Check out the Nick Johnson Signature Series by Pacific Calls. I tune each and every one of them by hand to get them as close as I can to as good as an e-caller. However, I fall much short, way, way <laughs> short. But they, they do sound as far as acrylic, short-read Canada Goose Calls. I think they all sound really good when I'm done tuning them. There you go. Not as good as an e-caller, which <laughs> the Goose Tech app is going to provide you with all the best sounds that you could ever use. That's pretty awesome. Kind of or wish you I would have been there to, to see that. Sounds. What's that? Wish I would have been there to see that. That actually would have been pretty cool. An e-caller for very, honkers. That's awesome. It was very, very cool. It was really cool. There's a little, little, little bit of like a ha, take that kind of. You know what I mean? It's like, you <laughs> kind of, did you kind of feel dirty? Did you kind of feel like you were doing something wrong? I felt like I was pigeon hunting. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Just like birds decoying, like idiots and me just sitting there doing nothing doing nothing oh, that's <laughs> just cool. like well, looking at legs maybe next year maybe next year if you decide to go up maybe i'll join you like when uh when birds are uh coming into that e-call it's like it's so it is weird at first like you want to grab your call you know it's instinctually like and you're like no 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 you'll ruin the e-calling <laughs> <laughs> yeah like what are you don't, doing? Why would you do don't that? Don't mix in your <laughs> subpar wind instrument to this beautiful recording of live Canada geese. Makes sense. I suppose you flagged too, just to make sure they knew hunters were there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, yeah, we'll chat next week. Awesome. Sounds good, dude. All right, later. Later.